Hello, friends of Soul Kitchen. Thank you for listening to my podcast. My name is Jasper Mutsaerts. I'm an entrepreneur, adventurer, coach, and wisdom seeker. With Soul Kitchen, I interview people that inspire me. From TED speakers to social entrepreneurs, from activists to artists, from dreamers to seekers, from business people to spiritual teachers. With Soul Kitchen, I empower people to live their quest. And each episode contains a recipe for life. What is your quest? So welcome, friends, to a new episode of Soul Kitchen. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I am in Costa Rica at the moment, at the beautiful place of Manuel Antonio. And I'm speaking with Lian Mutzers, whom I met in Portugal. She is a psychologist focused on helping people to take off the pressure of themselves. And she's also someone that uh, really follows her heart in life and is interested in, in love and relationships. And she bridges science and spirituality. And in Portugal, we had great conversations around life and following your heart and the beauty that that brings, but also the challenges that it, that it can bring. And we also talked about femininity and masculinity and relationships. So we had a wide range of uh, conversations and um, Leon is currently in Mexico. So my first question is going to be, what brings you in Mexico? <laughs> wow, that's such a good question. And the, the answer is so random because the, the kind of like the crazy thing is like um, my friends and I, we planned a trip back in 2021 and we wanted to go to Bali. But Bali was still closed uh, back then because of the uh, pandemic. And we last minute, we had to change our plans. And then we started to Google and Mexico was the only country in the world that was open for everybody. So we were looking for a place in Mexico and then we found Puerto Escondido. And so we went there in 2021 and for just five weeks, and I didn't know back then that I would come back here for such a long time. I'm already 10 months here in total now. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it, it went very strangely in a random way, but uh, it definitely, it's definitely my place. Mm. So do you always uh, travel around or do you have more of a home base or both? I have a home base. Yeah, I, I love that. I love to have like one home base where I can really build a life, you know? So, um, no, I don't travel a lot. Um, sometimes I do little trips, but uh, most of the time I'm here surrounded by friends, uh, the places I know don't have to think about where to go for my groceries and all that kind of stuff. I have my, my crew down here. Okay. That's, uh, that's lovely. And, um, we met in uh, Portugal um, yes. during a one-month breathwork journey. So what attracted you to sign up for that journey? Hmm. That's, a, that's a good one. Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing to me was the idea of co-living with people who also um, choose a different life. Um, not the nine-to-five life um, back home, but more like the, the, the traveling life or working outside of the system, like, yeah, really trying to create their own life, their own reality. And I think the people attracted me most in, in this. And yeah, of course, the bread work was a, a, a great extra and I, I didn't do a lot with it yet. So um, for me, the combination of those two things were a big yes. Mm. So you wanted to, to connect with people also that live life a little bit uh, bit differently. Because yeah. talking about, about life, the Soul Kitchen podcast is a place where you can find recipes for life. So each mm. uh, guest speaker shares their recipe for life with the listener. So what is the recipe that you can share with people that are listening to this episode? Hmm. Um, for me, I think the shortest way to put it is like living life inside out and with that I mean like really getting to know yourself letting go of how it should be and finding your fire 
I, I really believe that everyone has its own fire inside of your heart. And I feel like it's our task to, to investigate, to search for that fire. When, it, when is it burning and when is it low? And the more we connect to that fire, um, the more we, we feel fulfilled and we are sharing our gift with the world, you know? So for me, the recipe for life and also for business, for everything is living it inside out, like straight from the heart. So living life inside out, straight from the heart. So mm. how has your process of following your heart been throughout your life? Oh, yeah. Um, I think the first thing which is very important to tell is that I, like growing up, I was this, like, I was the good girl, you know? I, I was getting high grades. I, I wanted to perform. I wanted to be the best, like, in school, in sport, everywhere. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think that was my way to feel loved. Um, unconsciously, I learned that I had to act in a certain way to be loved. And underneath all of that was a very sensitive little girl who just wanted to be seen, but um, also like growing up in an environment where, yeah, people are kind of like struggling with feelings i think my, my dad he he was uh he was in the in the army he he taught me to be like a tough girl you know like go for it i, I don't know how it's going to sound in english but his uh sentence to me was act like a, a girl with balls act <laughs> like a girl with balls so i learned that sensitivity emotions that they were like weak that was weakness you don't show that you know that was way too difficult keep it for yourself and act tough toughen up and at one point I think I I just learned to be that good girl and just follow that that ideal that is like colored inside of our um how do you say inside of our country like like this this picture perfect life like Go get good grades when you're um, in school. Uh, go to university, get your diploma, get your licenses and go for the highest thing that you can reach. And then you go find a job, you find a husband, you build a house, you get a family. You know, that's kind of like the recipe. And, and I, was, I was working hard for that recipe, you know, like yeah. I have all the things on that recipe. I, up until one point that I realized that I think it was, I think my biggest shift, of course, like I'm a psychologist. So for such a long time already, I'm very aware. I'm becoming more and more aware of my patterns and other people's patterns and how we are conditioned and all those things. And I think I started my whole journey when I started studying psychology. Um, but the biggest change came for me and it was, it was actually pretty recently because it was just two years ago that I, I started my own business and it went like crazy. It was high from, from the start on. And, um, at one point everything was going so well. Like I, I had so many clients, they were excited and there was a, like the results were very high, but I wasn't feeling it. So that whole picture perfect idea, it was completely there. You know, I had the, I had the dream job. I had the house. I had uh, my boyfriend, like a great guy. I had everything that was on the recipe, but I wasn't feeling it. It was like, shit, you know, like what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I really needed to turn inside and to find what was really fulfilling me, really getting to know myself, really, really letting that uh, little sensitive girl out in this world, being, being there for her and also 
letting her speak about what she wants and what she needs. Um, yeah, and from that point on, I think my last few years has been crazy. <laughs> I, I started traveling. I started like everything happened since then. And I think the great part is that I enjoy life so much more in such a deep way, like such a rich way after turning inside so deep. And it was it was dark, but it was also light, you know, like when you learn to do that dance. Um, yeah, I, I think that's like a recap from my own journey in this. And it's been a hell of a ride, uh, but I love it. And I really believe like what I, what I told you about that recipe, uh, the recipe of like finding your fire and following your fire, like looking for, okay, which thoughts or which thought, uh, thought patterns are suppressing my fire and which thought patterns are lighting my fire up. So it's not even about outside, but it's also inside, like paying close attention to what lights you up and what brings you down. And following that fire, that fire is my compass, you know, that fire is my compass. And I, everyone has that fire, but you just have to find it. You have to look closely, be aware, slow down, especially that, like, who wants to slow down in that busy life that we created? Nobody, like, it's uncomfortable. Don't slow down, just keep going. But if you really search for that and slow yourself down and be brave enough to let go of how it should be, yeah, then life is so rich and fulfilling. So you're describing this moment when you realized that you maybe were living a certain illusion or that you wanted mm. to make a change. Can you describe one specific moment in place in time where you had this realization? Uh, let me think, because there are, there were multiple. But hmm. I think one of the one of the key moments. Like that was, I, I told you about my first time going to Mexico. It was a five-week journey. And before that journey, I already decided like, okay, wait, I'm going to let go of all my marketing and I'm going to go back to me and the things that really, that I really like. So I had to say no to a lot of money to give myself energy and like find that fire again, because apparently it wasn't about the money. So I made that decision to only work on my one-on-ones and do the things that really gave me energy. And then I I start, I, 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 did, uh, I traveled to Mexico. And I think one of the key moments over there, after four weeks, we went to San Jose. It's a place in the mountains where um, the mushrooms is uh, like the, the, the mushrooms are a very like famous thing over there. They grow there. It's beautiful it's it's a beautiful nature and we wanted to go there to do like a mushroom ceremony and during my ceremony I at first it was all like light and happy uh, but at one point I turned inward and I remember myself sitting on this mountain with this brief view, like the sun was behind the clouds. It was setting down slowly. I had three people around me, beautiful nature. And I was looking at it and I felt like, oh my God, I know that this is beautiful. My mind knows that this is beautiful, but my heart can't feel it. My heart just can't feel it. And at that point, I, I went to a really dark place because I felt that I was, yeah, that I was broken, <laughs> that, that this was it, you know, that I felt like, shit, I, I can't, I can't feel like people were telling me that, look at this, and you're such a great person, and oh, how can you feel like this right now? And I said, yeah, I know, I know, but I can't feel it. I really felt disconnected. And the more I came out of my trip, the more I started to realize that this was the perfect reflection of how I was living life. People were telling me that I had all these great stuff. Like I had a great boyfriend. I had a beautiful house. I had a, a successful company. 
but I wasn't feeling it. And for me, that was such a big insight. Like, okay, okay, I really, I really have to do it the other way around. Instead of living from the outside in, I have to go inside out. Um, so that to me was a, a, a key moment because after that trip, I came home. I was, I was at home for five days and I told my, my ex um, that I wanted to end the relationship. And one week later, I decided to travel. And I think this was like a huge turning point. And don't get me wrong. It was not after one mushroom trip that I made all these decisions. Everything before that, like months, years, years before that, they led up to that moment. But this was such a turning point for me. And it was so obvious, you know, like the, the thing you just said, like you wake up like from an illusion, like, wow, there's a whole world behind this. So you started to listen to your inner fire and what decisions did you make? So one decision was ending the relationship. What were other decisions that you made? Um, so I started to travel. I, I wanted to travel and at first I didn't know where to go. And then I felt like, you know what? I know Puerto Escondido. It feels like home. I know some people there. I have been to such a crazy ride. I had to sell my house to my ex. Like all these things happened. And I felt like, okay, I'm going to go to a place where at least some things are already familiar. Um, so that was a big decision. And when, when I came to Mexico, I felt like, no, I'm not going to travel. I'm going to stay here. This is my home now. I really felt like I, I, don't want to, I, I don't want quantity. I want quality. I want to deepen my experience here, not in other places. Um, and I remember sitting in the airplane, writing in my journal, and I wrote down that from this point on, I'm going to let go of all the things that I think I am or that I think I should be just to put myself in this new situation with these new people in these new experiences to really feel, to really connect to my heart and feel like, how do I feel about this? Does this um, uh, light my fire or does this bring my fire down and just, adjusting to that every time over and over again so I had a lot of uh, free time back then I was only doing my one-on-ones and I really needed that time to to connect to other people to have time on my own um, to really color outside of the lines you know I don't know if that's a saying in English but I really I I I I didn't go out a lot before that. And at that point, I felt like, yeah, I just want to party in my weekends, you know, like I just want to have a good time. So I kind of let let go from being a good girl. I I just want to really make this life an experience. And um, yeah, I really went for it. I really went for it. And um, in the process of following your heart, so you started to make decisions more on does it feel good instead of like, does it look good for the external world? So what have mm. been some of your fears that you had to let go of or, or that you had mm. to deal with? Cool. Um, I think like living life on my terms, it, it sounds so beautiful, like, oh, yeah, I want that. I want to live life on my terms. But first, you really have to find out what your terms are. You know, you really have to find out what, what, what makes me happy. And I think in that process, um, I really had to let go of other people's opinion, like other people's improvement, other people's judgment. Um, Guilt. I think guilt is also a big thing. So for me, there were there were several things that were very important to me, but the biggest thing was the improvement of other people and doing things there to do things differently. I think for me that was a a big fear. And 
I think if we if we are gonna zoom in on all these little teams like relationships, uh, uh, company, uh, friendship, then I can get more like, practical on it. But in general, it's definitely like really trusting yourself without the fear of other people's opinion. Yeah, now that's a good starting point. So we can zoom into some of those topics that you mentioned. So let's start, for mm -hmm. instance, with your company. How did this approach change your company? Oh, yeah, that's like for me, that was like the ultimate, the ultimate thing. I, I had these months of rest and like really turning inward to me, enjoying life here. And then I felt the urge again, like I had so much inspiration. It was like coming out of me, but also kind of like the fear of, okay, I have all these ideas and this inspiration. But how am I am I gonna put this out there in a healthy way? I don't want to work that hard again. I don't want to feel that pressure again. How am I really gonna gonna do this? And I think I was used to using like a certain strategy. And don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna preach that you don't need a strategy. But the strategy came from the outside in, um, like with social media, for instance. Yeah, you have to be consistent and you have to post like at least so many times a week. And who already thinking about that made me made me stress. And instead of um, uh, pressuring myself to write a newsletter or write content or um, do certain marketing, I learned to look at myself like, okay, what what wants to come out of me right now? What are the things that I that I'm really excited about that really inspire me? And I started um, recording voice notes for myself. And at one point, I realized, like, why why don't I just make a podcast of this? So I started the podcast, and at this point, it already had seven thousand people listening to it. I, it like it went so fast and people were reaching out to me like wow th this is so great can you make more um so the strategy also comes from within you know like you just feel like how do i want to represent myself to the world what what does what do i want to bring outside into this world so what was and the message what was the message of this first episode or what was the the main theme Oh, that's a good one. I think it was about, uh, oof, that's, that's a really good one, Jasper. I think it was about stress from stress because so many people get stress from stress. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was, that was the first thing. It was just me getting so much clarity about how to deal with stress and pressure And like in a very practical way, like not the general approach about like teaching about stress, but more about like um, certain topics that I really felt like, oh, this is how I see it and how, how, how I look at it. And I started to record that to help people to get a different perspective on it and to soften more. I think one of the big things is that people want to get rid of stress. They don't want stress. So you're fighting against your stress. And instead of making space for it, like people become the stress. They don't see that they are holding the stress. You can hold your stress. You don't, you're not stressed. You have stress. That's a big difference. But yeah, based on those insights, I started to record my podcast and it went very fast and people were so excited about it. So when it comes to putting pressuring yourself with a certain strategy, I started to look within, like what wants to come out of me, also in my social media, um, what wants to come out of me and how can I put that into a certain strategy? And when I start to feel like, oh, I, I'm pressuring myself to follow the strategy, I, I start again, I look inside of me, like, okay, what wants to come out of me? What do I have to change in my strategy? Um, so it's, Like your question was like in your business, what was the biggest shift you made? 
And it's also coming from the inside out. Yeah. So instead of following a certain structure, like you need to post a few times per week, it's kind of you feel more what what wants to be created and then you follow that uh, that inner guidance. Yeah. yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, because I don't want to sound like someone that preaches to just, oh, I am very like with the combination of the feminine and the masculine that we were talking about before. For me, that's it, you know? Yes, I'm, fam- I'm, I'm a woman and I'm, my core is feminine and I want to flow and I'm very happy that I got to the point in my life where I had to, yeah, where I could connect to that feminine flow again after being in my masculine for such a long time. But we need the masculine, the strategy, the, the, the container to work in. So it's not that I, I have a very consistent strategy. And like, for instance, with social media, I post at least three times a week and other things I post based on inspiration. Um, I need that container, but the, the, the content for that container is based on something so different. It's not like, oh, now I have to make content. No, like, okay, this comes out of me. Okay, how can I put that into my container? And for me, that's the best approach. A combination yeah. between feminine and masculine. So uh, talking about feminine and masculine, maybe we can move to the topic of relationship. So how has mm-hmm. following your inner fire changed how you approach relationships? Wow. Yes. Yeah, sure. That's, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was coming. And for me, it, we, we talked about this, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it, it still feels kind of vulnerable to talk about it, but I also feel ready because I think, my journey in relationships was it was special it was rough it was beautiful it was fucked up it was everything uh but yeah i after i ended my relationship i i felt like okay it's time for me right now i i i've been in a relationship for nine years and i really have to explore the world on my own but apparently the universe uh, didn't agree and had uh, a different story in mind. And um, yeah, after a few months, I, I fell, fell in love like crazy. And um, yeah, I, I, what I realized now is that from the beginning on, I told myself like, okay, Leanne, uh, you have to follow that fire. But I was kind of like suppressing that fire because I felt like, yeah, Leanne, you, you just came out of a relationship and you are falling in love right now. No, you can't be, just be alone. You have to be on your own first. But it was, it was so strong. It was so strong and I just couldn't, yeah, it was like the opposite of what I was um what I told myself, like you follow that fire, and my fire was very clearly going in into that direction. So um, from that point, I just told myself, like, okay, I know there are so many reasons why this is crazy. Uh, also, like uh, the guy I fell in love with, he was just such a different man than the man I dated before. He was such a free spirit and. He lived a very different life and he really inspired me in that. And my head came with all these reasons why this relationship, why he couldn't be the person that I would be with, you know? So I think that's a really good reflection of how it's how my relationship started. I, I was very aware of okay, but I do feel this fire, but my head is telling me this and this and that. Like it was that battle, that famous battle between uh, head and heart. And I I chose my heart, obviously. I, I, I couldn't like practice what you preach, you know? Like, so I choose my heart and I just told myself, okay, Leanne, or this is going to be your true love, or this is going to be a great lesson about what true love means to you. And, um, yeah, I think that's how I went into this relationship, being very aware of the fire in my heart and the, 
all the things things my mind was saying. So I was really trying to keep myself present with him, enjoy what we had and find our way in, in that. So um, uh, your 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 heart said something different than your your mind, and you were attracted by him because he's such a free spirit and he's different from you. So can you mm. elaborate a bit more on the differences uh, that attracted you? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest difference was um, our past. He had been traveling for already six to eight years. They had been living in Mexico for already six years. Um, he didn't really had a job uh, or like a certain passion for a kind of job. And I was this good girl <laughs> getting good grades, pressuring, uh, pressuring herself. Like I was 27 and I already had like a very responsible uh, position in a company. So we both had such different thoughts in this. And yeah, he, he did his thing. And a lot of time, he was free a lot, you know, he, he didn't have responsibilities to show up for in that way that I had. And yeah, for me, I, I felt like my mind was judging that in a, in a very big way. My mind had an opinion on that. And um, instead of judging him by it, it was an invitation to me to look inside myself, like, okay, what kind of pressure do you put on yourself that you are judging someone for not having like a job like you know, like you do? And it was really an invitation to me to lower my self-judgment, to lower my self-criticism. Like by loving him, I was loving myself more. Does it make sense? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. So you have to change something inside yourself to be able to love him. Yeah, exactly. And I really, like, that's how I look back on that relationship. Like now we are talking on this, but also like he was very much into sports. That was kind of like, I, I like sports, don't get me wrong, but he was very much into a, like a healthy lifestyle. And I learned a lot about that. And we, like, I would, I remember running going for a run and I was I don't know which kind of situation it exactly was but I was struggling with our differences in the relationship not about the sports though but um but I realized like wow you set me free and I hold you responsible and that was kind of our dynamic like um I was showing him like that responsible responsibilities are very, very valuable, you know, like the biggest, the biggest fulfillment, the biggest love, the biggest excitement comes from the biggest responsibilities. Don't run from your responsibilities. It's, it's great. Like when you have deep relationships and when you have like a passion for what you do, um, you can get very much out of that. And on his turn, he was teaching, he was really teaching me to be free, to be free of my own judgment. That was the main thing. So we had these, we had this beautiful dynamic between us. And I, I really look back on that relationship as, wow, we, we really changed each other. You know, we really balanced each other out. That's beautiful. And how did the masculine and feminine polarity uh... Play a role oh, in this yeah. <laughs> How long do we still have? <laughs> we, still, we still have as much time as we want. So you, you, seem to, you seem to be passionate about this topic. I'm a beginner. Oh in my this. God, yeah. Yeah, this is like, I think for me, the polarities really helped me going through this relationship because 
Yeah, I, I'm just crazy about this topic. It's I love it because it's so clear and it's so much, it's so the core of our human being. And like just from us as individuals, but also in a relationship, you get that back. And okay, back to your question, because I'm getting too excited. <laughs> um, uh, your question was how it appeared in the relationship I had with him, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I think like the um, like I told you, um, I was so used to pressure myself to go for it, have results, to um, yeah, really pressure myself. So that's very masculine, like unhealthy masculine. I think we have to um, yeah, we have to be clear on that. You have you have a healthy masculine, and you have unhealthy masculine, and the unhealthy masculine is just like a lot of pressure like very focused on goals, um, it's not very in the moment, very, no, it's not in the moment, living in the moment. Um, and I, I was like that. I was very masculine. Also, like, I don't need a man. I'm this independent woman. I can, I can take care of myself. And um, yeah, my family, my family and I was just exploring that, you know, I, I had, I had these beautiful months where I could really soften and lean back into my feminine and get more the balance between my own masculine and feminine. And in that relationship, I think we were kind of like opposites, opposites attract, obviously. I think he was made way more in his feminine, like just flowing through life, which is beautiful. But also we need masculine, you know, we need um, that container to carry us. And um, yeah, I think on that moment, I went way too much in my masculine. I was kind of like controlling, like, how do I explain thinking about an example? Um, yeah, almost like trying to coach him into a certain direction and I'm I'm not proud of this I'm I'm not proud of this really women, women, like women like women like to do this sometimes right I've also experienced yeah, this yeah can be, yeah, can be tricky. Think, yeah not all of them but I think when you recognize yourself being like more masculine and very focused then you probably tend to do this and yeah, you you become yeah, it's it's not pretty, but you become someone's coach or even mother, you know. And you really you don't want that. You really don't want that. And that was the thing. I could feel that I was putting myself in that role or in that position, and I oh I hated it. I hated myself for it, but I also really didn't know how to do it different. And me stepping into that motherly role, oh, oh yeah. It's just the truth. Um, me stepping into that role invited him to get even more into it. It pushed him even more into his feminine. So he became this uncontrollable thing that really like, yeah, we, we triggered the shit out of each other in that. And um, we really had to learn. I really had to learn to soften and he had to learn to step up. And that was also like a, a beautiful process in a way. Um, but it, it, yeah, it really gave me a lot of insights about the masculine and the feminine polarity and how I tend to step into my masculine when I feel unsafe. Hmm. So do you like to be more in a feminine role or, or do you like to be in this masculine role? Yeah, I think um, I want to be in my feminine. You know, I want to feel carried by the masculine and also carried inside of me by my own masculine. But in a relationship, I want to be carried by the masculine. And I really learned that for that, I have to be in my feminine because otherwise my partner doesn't have any space to step into his masculine. I really have to invite him do it for doing that by getting into my feminine. And I think that is yeah that, that can be really hard mm, i, see. I so, prefer the feminine so the the polarities are an interesting one and if people that listen to this podcast want to um 
uh, know more about this topic? Like where can they start? What can they read? Or what do you suggest? Mm, I, for myself, I, I, I found the guy named Lauren Cramp. Um, I think that's where my polarity journey really started. I found I found him on Instagram. His Instagram is Lauren Cramp, and he wrote this book about um, understanding uh, women, understanding women better. I, it is, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and I would recommend that to everybody, to men, women. It's so accurate. Uh, so I would definitely recommend to start your journey with him. But there are like uh, Jake Woodard is for me also a big inspiration on this subject. Um, a lot of people who are exploring this field and yeah, you can find a lot of information with these two guys. Hmm. The book Understanding Women Better. It sounds, uh, yeah. sounds good to me. You sent it already to me. I still have to read it. Uh, oh, good! Yeah, can be um, can be useful, right? To learn a bit more. Yes, definitely. Oh, about, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> about the other sex. So another book that you recommended is about three types of love. Yeah. Um, is that something you want to share share about, both in in theory and maybe your own experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that book because, like, I think we are so rational when it comes to relationship. You know, we we learn how it has to uh, how it has to be, um, but I feel like there are so many options. Like when we really check in with our feelings, there are so many options to have a relationship. Like you don't have to live together. Like I know that that's a very scary idea for people. Like, but you have to be together all the time. And you have to do everything together. But that mostly comes from fear. Um, so to me, it was very important to learn more about relationships. And this book that I that I recommended you was about how relationships help you to let go of certain behavior and patterns that come from fear. The more you can let go of those patterns, the more you get aligned with your with your real desires, with unconditional love for yourself and for the other person, and the greater the relationship becomes. So this this book, I think in English it's called the the three biggest loves, of, or you fall in love, you only fall in love three times. Or I, I forgot the title. I forgot the title. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, it's um, yeah, maybe you can put it into the 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 text. Uh, Show notes. Show knows, yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's about like, you have three types of love. The first one is your soulmate. And this is the love that really feels like home. This is the love that really feels like family. It feels like so natural and common. and You have so many things in common. Maybe you even like have similarities in your families or maybe you kind of like look alike you you really have like this similarity like a familiarity um and that's your soulmate the second one yeah let's let's do the three one first the second one is your karmic partner and this is like the toxic relationship the one that it's like going up and down and up and down all the time you're fighting and you are experiencing the greatest love like it's it's very uh, incongruent. And then the third one, it's the twin flame. And the twin flame is kind of like the highest form of love. It's the love where you also feel like this very strong sense of home. But the difference with the soulmate relationship is that the twin flame relationship is about growth. And a soulmate relationship it's it's not about that it's about comfort and comfort and growth don't go together so yeah no go ahead go ahead please (laughs) so what differentiates the twin flame relationship from the soul uh soulmate relationship is that it comes with growth like the main topic is growth everything is about growth 
And in that aspect, it looks more like a karmic relationship because the karmic relationship is the relationship that really teaches you. Like it triggers the hell out of you to let go of those triggers, to become aware of those patterns. But um, um, how do I say? Um, the, the difference between the twin flame relationship and the karmic relationship is that um, it's about growth and it's about love. So in a twin flame relationship, you also have these very difficult moments. You get triggered a lot, but you have this place of love and understanding and communication. I think communication is also a big part of that to go back to together. You know, it, it's always for the greater good growth. And that differentiates the uh, the twin flame relationship from the karmic relationship. And is it is it um, so that you you move through two relationships and then you end with the third one? Is that the no. idea? No, no. I for me, like, and I think the book uh, I read said too, but it's a long time ago that I read it. But the way I interpreted it. It's that you have three different kinds of love and you can sense them. You can um, categorize them based on these three main forms. Um, so I, when I look back, I see that my, my very first love when I was 16 years old, it was definitely a soulmate relationship. And then I went into this karmic relationship and my, the relationship that I ended uh, last year, after nine years, it was definitely a soulmate relationship. So that's how you can like switch the between those. But the soulmate and the karmic relationship, you need those relationships to learn the lessons, to let go of patterns, to let go of beliefs, to really get to know yourself, to to be um, to be able to receive the twin flame connection. That's the that's the idea of it. I I see. So it I actually read a part of the book and it is kind of clarifying, especially when I look back at my own relationships or or shorter relationships when I got triggered a lot, that mm -hmm. these relationships serve a purpose and then it changed a bit yeah. my view on those, right? Oh, it serves a yeah. purpose. Yeah, they were there, so you learn something and then you yeah. then you move on. Yeah. So I, for me, it was kind of encouraging actually to read the book. Yeah. It's so helpful. It's so clarifying. And I think what you are saying now is in, in general in life, like look at life um, with through these glasses, like what is it teaching me? What is it asking me to let go of? I think it's so helpful to look at life like that. If you really want to follow your life by your heart, this is so helpful because then you can see that life is working for you instead of against you. Like those relationships, you can't blame the other person for being so annoying or being so needy or being so, but then you really miss the point. You really miss your lesson. And that's such a shame, not for the other person, but for you. So if you can look at yourself and let go of certain beliefs and patterns, you open yourself up for true love. And at the end, I think that's where it's all about. We all just want true love, unconditional love. Yeah, I think that's that's correct. So we all want unconditional and true love. And it's sometimes it starts um, with self-love. And that's a topic yeah. that you also seem to work on because you work with your clients on uh, kind of lowering the expectations they have from themselves mm -hmm. or having more realistic goals in life. Nice, so yeah, I love that trying, Instead of trying to improve them you kind of try to support them by kind of becoming more realistic so why have yeah. you chosen that as one of your areas of work or one of your focus areas <laughs> is that a question after all the things that i just told you <laughs> uh, i don't know really, it's just, this is where life's about you know like living life from the inside out and i think you can have the highest expectations have the biggest dreams those Crazy, crazy dreams. Please have them. But base them on your true heart desires. Don't base them on how it should be. 
or what people tell you that is the perfect life, find your own recipe. And I love helping people with that because I really believe that when everyone finds his own fire and really starts to take care of this fire, then the world would be such a different place because we are all born with a great gift. We are all born with a purpose to be here, to, to get unconditional love on this planet. So that's why I'm so passionate about doing this. And I just, the way I can experience life is so rich and I can help so many people with that. I see the ripple effect of it. And I really believe that it works like this. So that's why I chose to work with this group of people because yes, I'm a psychologist. Yes, I went to university and I did a lot of a lot of uh, studies after that too. But my biggest school is the school of life. And to combine those two things together, yeah, for me, that's that's amazing. I can feel my fire doing that. So I, I believe that I'm here to do that and to see other people finding their fire too and just spread that fire. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense to support people in, in becoming more realistic because yeah? once mm -hmm. you lower your goals or expectations, life can flow more easily. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, and I, can I can I say something, Jasper? Yes. Because it, it sounds like you have to lower your goals or your expectation, but maybe lower is not even, for me, it's more about finding out what your true goals are what your true expectations are. Like, do they come from your heart or do they come from outside? Uh, so you can have like great, crazy expectations, but only when they really come from your heart. I see. So it's not only, you're not necessarily lowering your goals or expectations, but really finding no. your true desires yeah, yeah. instead of yeah. like, trying to meet certain expectations that are not even exactly. coming, coming exactly, from you. Exactly, yeah. So how do you look at the topic of um, relationship with parents in, let's say, goals and expectations? Because sometimes we say society has certain expectations, but society is a, is a little bit a big word. And often mm -hmm. it starts with your own parents, right? Because that's where you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're come from. So how do you look at the theme of relationship with parents in everything you've mentioned? For me, like, I think it's really big. Like, yeah, society, parents, teachers, peers, like, friends, like, so many people influence this. But parents, they have such, they leave such a big imprint on you. And actually, it takes me back to the masculine and feminine. The, the masculine and feminine polarity inside of you, I feel like, um the way your parents treat you is the way you expect the world to treat you. So for me, like, to make it very practical, um, like I, I grew up with great parents. I love them. And we can have like very good conversations about this. That's what I love too. But they also know that um, for me growing up, was also about suppressing my emotions, suppressing sensitivity. And I guess that made like a really big imprint on me. It's like, as a parent, you have like a very important task and that's to help your child to find that fire, regulate emotions, find that fire, finding authenticity. But I think, for our, the generation of our parents, they didn't grow up with this. They didn't learn this. And they were raised by parents who came from war, you know? Like for them, it was about money, food, like a stable housing. And it wasn't about regulating your emotions or finding your fire. Um, so it was more about your physical needs and being loving in their way. Um, and I think, I hope that the ability for us to explore this path and 
Um, and to do all this work on ourselves will help us to raise our kids based on that so that we can grow from generation to generation into this. And I'm sure that we are unconscious of a lot of shit too. We are mm-hmm. going to screw up our kids too, probably. But I, I hope that we are raising the, how do you say, the, raising the boundary of raising the level of awareness from generation to generation. Because parenting leaves a big, big imprint on how we approach life. And talking about parenting, what's your relationship with the idea of being a parent at some point in time? Hmm. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's one of my biggest wishes, really. I, uh, I always had that. I think children are so pure. Like They are exactly, they are living from the inside out always and they learn to do different because of society because of parents because of teachers because of name it and for me like raising my my own kid would be like a gift i would love to do that yeah mm. that's uh that is beautiful so actually kids inspire you with your mission to live from the, the inside oh, out definitely definitely yes i love how how kids are so pure yeah and um so that's definitely still a dream uh, that, that you have i also was wondering what have been some of your uh, teachers or role model that have inspired you in your work or in your your philosophies mm. yeah that's that's a beautiful question because um this year i came to the point that i felt my fa- i found my feminine I balanced my masculine. I had all these ideas and I felt like, yes, I'm ready to go for it again in my company. I have my mission and I felt it so strong. And then I met this amazing woman. Her name is Greta Martina. Um, I met her on the beach on Baikocho. She was like literally brought to me by a wave. Um, she, for me, she's such a big inspiration. She's such a big inspiration. Um, yeah, she really teaches living from the inside out. And um, I'm very grateful to call her my mentor. And um, yeah, she really changed my way of leading my company, but like actually just leading my life, you know. It's really much, very much about authenticity and authentic leadership. Um, so for me, she, she's definitely my, my biggest inspiration up to now. Mm, I see. And, um, uh, maybe my, my last question is, um, yeah, what is something you still want to share with the people listening to this episode? Mm. You know, I, I just, I just hope that people are listening to this podcast and feel the invitation to live their life by the heart. To I hope that the things that we've been talking about has made them think about how they think about certain subjects. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe they were listening or you, I will talk to the listeners. You were listening and thinking like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Is this really what you did? Or is this really what's happening? Maybe you felt judgment or maybe you felt bored or maybe you felt... But I hope that this can be an invitation for you to look inside and ask yourself like, okay, what what what, what does this... Um, what raakt it in you? Sorry, this is very what does it touch? Uh, what does it touch? Yeah, in you? what 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 does it touch in you? And maybe you can walk into that little door and just investigate for yourself what your true desires are, and don't be afraid to at least look at them. You don't have to act yet. You can just look at them and start from there. Sometimes it, it sounds so big that you have to follow your heart and live by the heart and da, 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 da. But really just looking at yourself and your fire um, 
is so, so helpful in this. Well, thank you very much. I think that's a good uh, piece of advice that you invite the listeners to look at their own life, reflect on their heart's desires and whether they're true yeah. that, uh, desires. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you very much for your time and sharing your thank wisdom. You. Mm, and, thank um, you. Thanks to everyone for listening to this episode. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening, guys. Mm-hmm.